from the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast is brought to you by M-Drive. Honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at drurryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint with six. East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. The 2019-2020 WCHL champions look to make it three in a row. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, your next Allegiant Stadium event, or catering your office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Getting comfortable with this new name, Scott Strandy, with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. Uh, my co host, as normal, Stephen Marsh, is. Uh, on Eichel duty tonight, so uh, we called in the reinforcements. We got Paul Hornstein with me tonight. Paul, how are things out on Long Island, New York? Still cold. <laughs> I love it. Still cold, he says. Uh, it's snowing here in Denver, by the way, and uh, we're looking at six to eight inches where I happen to be parked at. You're parked somewhere? <laughs> yeah, in the Drury Inn and Suites. Okay, I'm done. No, okay, I'm just asking. <laughs> I don't know anything. Cat got your tongue there or something? Yeah, I get I get all kinds of uh, issues going on with my phones. I don't know what the deal is. Um, I, I move just slightly, and all of a sudden I'm unplugged. So anyway, don't move. Uh, this is indeed the great... West College Hockey Podcast. It's talking ACHA stuff. So I know Paul Hornstein's been boning up on uh, on the uh, the ACHA. It's something you don't normally do with us. But no. um, your thoughts uh, on what you've read so far about ACHA hockey before we jump into the poll that just came out today? Well, listen, this is we have been saying for a long time that there are not enough NCAA locker rooms not enough stalls so uh, there are plenty of kids as we know that could play say division 3 hockey choose to play ACHA division 1 instead you know as for the other two divisions um, you want to get involved in something when you go to college and not just go to school because you want the college experience. 
and there are plenty of men and women that play youth hockey that want to play as long as they can. And I, I think if you look at it, it's almost cheaper to play ACHA hockey than it might be to play youth hockey. Yeah, I guess that's how you look at it. But um, Right? I mean, you have to – I mean, not every school is um, – covers – the expenses of playing ACHA, we know there are some. Right? And it, and you know how expensive it is to play this sport as a youth as a as a youth with to, to families. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that's uh that that is not a, a cheap way to uh to go and uh no, the could, way hockey, it just sticks, Paul. If you're just gonna buy sticks, it's gonna be expensive. <laughs> well, they should go to wooden sticks where they don't break as often, but what the hell do I know? Um, Eddie Christian, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, he's I'm sure he is. Um, so these guys have to pay what? Anywhere between two and maybe 4000 to play ACHA? Yeah, I think that's a good estimate. That's um, not unreasonable, right? Well, what are you going to what are they paying? You know, if if Charlie was not allergic to sweat. Um, well, okay, that's not really, you know. Um, <laughs> actually liked sports he'll, and, and wanted he'll to play appreciate hockey. that. <laughs> and wanted to play hockey, and he wanted to play youth hockey. What would I be spending? A ton, a, a ton. ton. I don't even. I can't even guesstimate because it's been so long since my kids played uh, youth hockey. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, let's let's. It's let's, not cheap. Let's not even talk about travel hockey. If you're yeah. playing in-house. Yep. Yep, you are correct, sir. So, I, I listen, more hockey, the better. Well, that's what we got. More hockey, the better. We're going to jump right into it with the, uh, the new uh, ranking number 17, the new ACHA Men's Division One poll. Um, and then we're going to bring uh, the head coach from the Maryville Saints on. But I know he's he's listening already, so we'll just run down the list, and then we'll uh, we'll get his uh, his thoughts in just a minute. But uh, Lindenwood holding down the number one spot still, fifteen oh oh, Minot State twenty three two and zero, Liberty at eighteen seven and one, UNLV twenty two four and one, Iowa State number five at twenty four four and two, Adrian at twenty one four and zero. Central Oklahoma, 26-4-0. Stony Brook, holding down the number eight spot at 19-6-2. Illinois, 18-4-1, has number nine. Indiana Tech, 24-4-2, holds down number 10. Jamestown, which is the one that always baffles me, 9-10-5 and and holding down the number 11 spot, but okay. Uh, Pittsburgh, 25-3-1 at number 12. Missouri State, 17, 10, and 3 at 13. Ohio, 14, 12, and 4 has number 14. And the aforementioned Maryville Saints at 18, 6, and 1. How the heck do you drop five spots at 18, 6, and 1? Okay, uh, we'll get into it in a minute. Uh, Arizona, 14, 11, and 1. Aquinas, 18, 7, and 1. Oh, stop, Michigan, stop, 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 stop. Aquinas, I got it. Aquinas. No, you don't. That's No, it's actually... Um, we'll have to take this from the Roman Catholic. Okay. Aquinas. 
Aquinas, okay, Aquinas, 18-7-1. 18 is Michigan Dearborn at 28-2. and 19 belongs to Niagara at 24-4-1. Number 20 belongs to uh, Utah at 11-7-4. And, and Arizona State, 11-14-0, and zero holds down number 21. Rhode Island at 22 at 18-10-1. Delaware, 18-11-2. Midland's got number 24 at 13, 12, and 3. And number 25, rounding out the top 25, is Lawrence Tech at 19, 11, and 1. And I know he's dying to see the hockey game tonight at 8 o'clock mountain time between uh, Vegas and Colorado. So let's go right to John Hogan, the head coach at the Maryville Saints, and, uh, and get this thing going so we can give him some time to not only that, but celebrate clinching a berth in the national tournament with an afternoon game against McKendry today, a 9-2 win. John Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you? We're hanging in there. How are you guys doing? We're uh, we're, we're trying to just uh, go through the regular season and, and get ready for national tournament play. So it's great to be with you guys. Well, great to, great to have you. Hold on one second, Paul. I got I got to comment on this first. One thirty on a Wednesday afternoon, you're playing hockey and you're doing it in style with a 9-2 win. You know, with uh, with COVID, you got to sometimes mix and match and move some things around. So uh, we're actually supposed to play McKendry for two games uh, to end the first semester. Uh, but some things happened, and, and Lindenwood wanted to play a game. So just trying to uh, make sure everyone's playing. We played one game against Lindenwood, one game against McKendry. So then this week to end the regular season – uh, we we just played McKendry once, and then we'll play Lindenwood uh, on Friday to to end the regular season. So, uh, in a COVID world, you got to be flexible and have to kind of help everyone, make sure everyone's playing. So it's it's fun to be in uh, St. Louis and to be able to do those things. All right, well, Paul. Well, well, I was just gonna say I was just gonna thank the coach for for for, for joining us and and uh, say I can't imagine that he'd rather watch you know Vegas and. Colorado over talk to us that that's shocking to me I, I can't understand that at all yeah I'm actually watching uh some some Lindenwood hockey against Missouri State so we got Lindenwood on Friday so that's uh, that's the that's the, the hockey I'm watching and uh at this time of year uh us coaches that are trying to go to the national tournament I'm sure we're just watching different teams and in, in our league so uh maybe one day when when one of us uh in the ACHA is coaching the NHL we'll just watch that hockey but we got we got plenty to handle in our in our own league uh coach that's kind of a, a, a and you'll have to excuse I guess the word would be I don't I hate to use the word ignorance but because it's not really that um but you guys on the, in the ACHA level have had your game streamed what for about four or five years now maybe a little bit longer than that uh yes but um that has to make coaching and scouting obviously so much easier what was it like before that you know it's it's everyone just kind of comes uh, every program grows at their own pace um and we're fortunate to be able to play some teams and we do, we make sure that our feed is really good from a streaming standpoint but you have programs like Arizona, Missouri State, Liberty, Lindenwood, uh, like I said ourselves uh, and I know there's other programs that do a nice job UNLV, uh, Utah that stream their games and for me it it's not just for recruiting and uh, 
you know, scouting if, if for players or excuse me, if for coaches looking at their players and things of that nature, it's just more from a branding standpoint and just getting the ACJR our type of hockey out there to more people and, and branding ourselves. Uh, and some of our some of our teams, we have so many guys from, you know, you know, we have almost twenty Canadians on our team. Right. So it's it's good for us to be able to to stream those games for for family and friends that are back home uh, and, and watch all those games. So that's for me. That's that's what it's that's the most important thing is making sure friends and family can watch their their loved ones and their friends uh, play the game that we love. John, when we look in and we look at uh, what you've done, and you've done a fantastic job, by the way, not only with the facility but with the program and how you've brought this team up to speed so quickly. I don't know uh, what your secret is, but one day I'm going to sit down in your office with you and find out. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. It was, it was funny you guys were talking about the rankings, and for me, I, I'm not one to – uh, I don't really get shocked at them anymore. Uh, you know, today was a bit of a surprise, but when you look at it, um, you know, you got to win hockey games. And, uh, you know, we lost a game on Friday to Midland. Uh, even though we took care of business on Saturday, you look at some of the other teams, um, you know, Iowa State drops a little bit. Missouri State drops a little bit. And those are teams that we're kind of tied to uh, with our schedule. So the fact that we go from 10 to 15, does it stink? Sure, but... Uh, it is what it is, and, and you gotta you gotta keep competing, and you gotta find your playoffs, you know, style of hockey, and um, you know, hopefully that was a little bit of a kick in the rear end for our guys today, and uh, to to make sure that we get our marginal win today, and and try to put our best foot forward uh, come come Friday against against Lindenwood, you know, when rankings are finalized on on Sunday. Well, but that game is more than about rankings, is it not? I mean, you guys are basically neighbors. Yeah, we don't like them, and they don't like us. So okay, that's I just that's, want to make that's sure. yeah, that's that. You know, just like uh, in the old stomping grounds with Arizona, Arizona State, uh, just just kind of comes with the territory. So I don't know what to um, But they're but you know, Rick Zombo and, and that and that uh, program, they they're they're number one for a reason. They they have some really good hockey players over there, and. Uh, props to him and, and the players that they have this year. They're having a great season, and they're they're a good hockey team. So uh, we got to make sure that we're ready to go and uh, put our best foot forward because that's the team uh, that we need to beat Friday, and that's the team that uh, you know everyone's going to be chasing uh, come the national tournament starting March 10th. John, the importance of the poll is really in the top four spots, if I'm not uh, mistaken, correct? So you get that automatic first-round buy, and it kind of eases the pressure of uh, what has to happen to win a national championship? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't really know what it was like to be, uh, you know, between 1 and 13 because as a player, uh, or I guess I'd say uh, 1 through 12, as a player and a coach uh, <laughs> at Arizona, we were always like the 16 spot, so... Uh, it must be good for those teams to kind of, uh, like you said, I wouldn't say uh, tiptoe their way into it, but uh, certainly uh, uh, feel their way in, uh, you know, if you're a number four playing, a, you know, a number 13 or whatever. Uh, you know, when you're playing in those playing games, you got to be ready to go right away. But it's a great tournament. I, I say it all the time, and I, I learned it from Chad Berman at Arizona as a player and as, as also as a coach out there. You know, they're one-and-done games, so there's no – even if you know these teams have a quote unquote feeling process, it's only a feeling for about a shift or two because 
after 60 minutes, if you can't put it together, you're going to get on a bus or plane and go right on home because it's a one-game elimination. So uh, the pressure, uh, all that stuff, it makes it such a fun environment for players and coaches. And uh, it's got to be one of the hardest tournaments to win in, in college sports. So it's, it's, uh, it's fun to be a part of. I want to follow that up real quick before Paul jumps back in here. But um, when you look at the rankings, and I think one of the problems that that most people have, and and believe me, every Wednesday I get five to 15 different emails or texts from people going like, how can those rankings be legitimate? And and I look at it and I go like, okay, well, there's, what, 60, I don't know how many plus teams there are in, in ACHA D1 right now. But you look at Lindenwood, they've only been able to play 15 games. They've won them all. But then you look at uh, at a team like Central Oklahoma that's played 30 games and, and is at 26-4-0. Well, the common sense factor, John, says, okay, more wins. Um, if you have head-to-head competition, that moves you up. But that's not the way the rankings work at all. And I think the, the only part that people get frustrated at is knowing that one through four gets you a bye. If you're five, six, or seven, you're pretty bummed out if, if you're that close and don't get in. Yeah, but everyone has the ability to, to make their own schedules. So it's it's up to those teams and those coaches to, to schedule against the best and to, to play as many games as you feel is appropriate for your group. So for us, that's why we're moving to the Central States Conference next uh, conference or next season because we think it's the best conference and we're excited to join it and be a part of it. But our strength of schedule this year just isn't as uh, strong. And that's not me you know, trying to be humble. It's just, that's just the, uh, the cold hard facts. So with our schedule, um, you know, when you, when you have a bad loss, you know, it, it drops you a little bit. I, as uh, myself and Chris Perry says, those, those, those losses can kind of anchor you down. Um, but when you got a team, let's call it Illinois, that maybe had a, a rough start, but their strength of schedule is just so high. And as long as you continue to, you know, win some games and, and you only lose the games that you're kind of uh, to teams that are around you, you know, you, you have a good season. And, you know, Nick Fabrini and those in Illinois, they're, they're having a good season, and that's why they're back in the top ten um, because of their strength of schedule and, and them, uh, you know, doing well the, the second half of the season. So when I, when I look at Lindenwood and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're the top team. There's just, no, there's just no doubt about it. And their strength of schedule is as good as anyone, even though they haven't played as many teams, they've beaten everyone and they, and they beat people by margin. So um, I, I don't, maybe it's just cause I've been in the league for, for long enough as a player and a coach, but yeah. Well, if you get bent out of shape about the rankings, then you're just, you're focusing maybe uh, not on the right things and the things that you can control, um, like playing good hockey and, and doing the right things. Like that's what you should be worrying about. Uh, but uh, if you're Scott Strandy and you're you're looking at everything on Wednesdays, <laughs> I, I can't help but think that uh, you get some emails and let's let's talk let's talk about it on your podcast. Let's let's get some feathers going. So uh, I, I, I I get it, but uh, I know other coaches get bent out of shape. I'm I'm not one to do that because it's just it's just uh, <laughs> I can use that energy elsewhere. Well, coach, I'll I'll say this before Scott asks the next question. Um, regardless of the the, the level. Um, as I try to do as much research as I possibly can uh, based on, on, on the last-minute entry here. Um, as I look at your schedule and I look at your results and, and I look at things, uh, there's nothing, and kudos to your team, 
because they're the ones on the ice doing it. Uh, there's nothing on here that I would say is a bad loss. Correct, and that's and that's why we're in a, that's why we're top fifteen. Um, so, like you said, kudos to our group. But we also have two uh, losses to Midland, who they're ranked 23-24, So that's not horrible. We also have a tie to them. Um, now to win, it's a it's an overtime win, so that goes in as a tie. You know, you got two wins by one goal against. Uh, Waldorf, and you know they're a much improved team. So um, props uh, to Mike Heitkamp and what he's done there. Um, you know, but you know we're supposed in the rankings. You're supposed to beat them by a couple more. So um, I get you know um, you don't want to be a coach and walk in and say you got to beat teams by seven. Like that's that's not you can't really do that. You can't do that because uh, the the results are in the details. So you got to. You got to go in and you got to focus on our process and our details and doing those things and the results and the margin will take care of itself. But, um, you know, that, that, that is why we, we're so excited about next year and joining a new conference because, you know, we're just going to be playing good teams every single week. And, you know, you don't really have to worry about margin at that point. At that, our schedule next year, we're just trying to win hockey games. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You know, when you're going to Iowa State and you're playing Ohio and you're going to Liberty, you're playing Lindenwood, you know, uh, it, you're not even thinking about margin at that point. And, um, you know, props to, to Jamestown, even though they're, you know, a game under 500, you know, they have a top seven strength of schedule. So um, I, I know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a broken record. I uh, the, the rankings always get some, some folks bent out of shape, but when I look at them, it's like it, the math is math. It's and it's an equation, and um, you know, as much as I love to be a top twelve team right now, you know, um, you know, you have a tough, you know, you have a loss that maybe you shouldn't out of, and with not as great of a strength of schedule, you know, uh, it happens. So all we can do is focus on what we can control, and what we can control is trying to win a hockey game today that we we're able to do, and now. Uh, have a good practice tomorrow um, and, and try to beat Lindawood on, on Friday and then roll into conference play, um, you know, next weekend uh, for the MCH uh, at the Maryville Hockey Center. So that's what we can control and that's what we'll focus on. Coach, the other thing that I think is unique about your schedule is uh, you talked about the MCH playoffs, but then uh, March 8th, just two days before the start of the tournament, you're going to play Liberty. Uh, as they come in, it's kind of a warm up. That that's kind of neat, isn't it? That you're able to get that done and and get a preview to the tournament with a quality program like Liberty. Yeah. So Coach Handy and, and the their program, you know, they do a great job out there, and uh, you know, have uh, had the pleasure of getting to know Kirk and, and their staff and, and him himself the last couple of years. So um, consider him a colleague, a mentor, and a friend. So it's. It's going to be good to have them come in and they're going to practice a little bit before the, the, the national tournament and, um, you know, be able to play them a, a bit of a warm up game for, for both squads to maybe knock off some rust and uh, to feel good about each other and, uh, and ourselves going into the, to the tournament. So, um, yeah, something a little different and, um, you know, very fortunate that they're, they're, they're going to come in a couple days early and, um, that we will have a quality opponent to, uh, like I said, get some rust off and, and uh, to play some hard hockey and, and to bump each other uh, and not ourselves <laughs> uh, before yeah, the, the battle starts on that uh, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Coach, good. When, when, Go ahead, when, Paul. 
Oh, I was going to say, when I looked, uh, in, in addition to looking, like I said, I tried to do all this bunch of research. Um, do you think that your team, because it looks like to me from afar, um, your, your, your scoring is very balanced, even at the top. Um, I mean, you need that kind of balanced scoring uh, to have a chance to win a tournament like this, do you not? Absolutely. I think what this tournament uh, reveals or what it demands from teams is having some is having depth, um, having balance, uh, because if you rely on two or three guys to do to manage all of your workload, uh, if that's putting points up or, or whatever it might be, there's probably going to be a team that stops you, you know, uh, you know, over a four or five day period. So um, you can't expect your players to, to have uh you know firing on all cylinders playing a plus games you know in all four games uh you can you can expect their their best effort but uh maybe some guys just aren't executing to, to their 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 highest potential so you got to have that balance you got to have some different guys carry the weight on, on different nights so um i can say for for us um we, we like a little more consistency out of our group sometimes um, you know, we'd like more guys to, to show up with a, with a better effort and a better execution. I think most coaches would say that is, is just being, uh, kind of in a critical, uh, <laughs> job. Right. Uh, but with, but with that, um, you know, we, we do have, uh, some pretty good depth and some good, uh, scoring throughout. Uh, but you know, Anthony Stavro, Brad Boudreau and, and some of those seniors, they've, they've, de- they've had some nice years and we have a lot of freshmen that, that are chipping in as well. So, um, you know, I had a couple coaches, you know, the last week or two after watching some of our hockey say, uh, you know, you guys don't have any superstars, uh, but you guys have uh, a lot of good hockey players that, that, uh, you know, that pitch in and, and it's a, it's a good team. It's a good, uh, usually when you guys win hockey games, it's a team effort. So, um, I don't take that as a, as a knock. If anything, I take that as, uh, you know, us when, when we're, when we're playing our style, playing our way, it, it takes everyone. And, um, you know, you're going to need everyone come March to, to try to win some hockey games. So um, we, we certainly don't have any, you know, I, I say we don't really have any superstars and that's okay. You know, um, we're still in our growth mode and, and, and becoming better uh, as a, as a hockey program, but uh, we certainly have some, some seniors that are leading the way and we, we have some, some good freshmen and, and guys sprinkled throughout that are, that are doing the right things. So it's a, it's been a fun season and can't believe it's already um, <laughs> the, the second half of Mar- uh, February right now. So uh, it flies by, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and, and um, we talk to obviously coaches all over the place and, and a lot of them are still in, we're just happy. We're still playing mode. Uh, would that be an accurate statement about uh, you guys as well? I, I, th- I think going through the pandemic, I think we all told ourselves and looked in the mirror, like, let's have some perspective, you know, not even just months from now, but years from now, like remembering, man, you know, we didn't even get to get on the ice for a couple of months. So I, th- I think we, we should all challenge ourselves and we should all remember what it was like not to be able to get on the ice, what it was, what it was like not to be able to play. Um, but that, but sometimes that's easier said than done. And, uh, you know, like being on, uh, being playing today, you know, and, uh, you know, playing against Mitch Kendry and, and being in the fire again and being in the battle, like, 
<laughs> you might want to have a little perspective while you're yelling at your team and, and demanding a lot. And maybe it, it would be better sometimes to be like, you know what? Thank goodness we're out here. You know, it's so great to be out here. But uh, just as uh, competitive individuals, sometimes, uh, you know, the, the best gets the uh, – some, some of that stuff gets the best of you. So uh, we, we are fortunate that we're playing, but at the same time, it's like, okay, let's get back to some normalcy. We – uh, we did the things that we were supposed to do. You know, now let's uh, let's get back to it and um, be able to play as much hockey as we can because it's a great sport. It's it's a game that we love, and we're trying to give these student athletes, you know, in college the the best four or five years of your life. So uh, you're not going to be able to give them the best four or five years of your life if you're not playing hockey for for these kids. So um, it's fun to be back at it, um, and again, it's it's been a fun season thus far. John, how important was having your team play in the national tournament last year? It was, it was different, obviously, because there were a few teams that, well, more than a few, a lot that couldn't even play and get in. But you did get in. It was in your barn, and you had a chance to uh, let the guys see what it was like. How, how important, and have you seen it, the, the differences in your guys this year? You you like them to to remember more, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, again, this that's just me, maybe me being overcritical or, or over demanding uh, or asking too much. But uh, I, I half kid. But you know, us playing Liberty last year in that in that tournament. You know the 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 difference between you know the average teams and the good teams and the great teams. You know it it, it might not show up. Um, you know, in the regular season, but it's it's those great teams and those those teams that really have a chance to win that are doing all the little things right. And and for me, um, that's what our players were able to see firsthand in our own building from Liberty, but then also from the Adrian and and Minot and um, even an Indiana Tech that made a run. Um, those teams, you know, you you have to play a certain style, and you and you and it's those little things that add up and. Um, you know, so, so I think that that's what the, for, for the players that was really important. Um, but also as a staff and as a recruiters and, and as, as coaches, it was good for our, as our, for our staff to see that firsthand. I, I know I'd seen that, you know, in years past, but it's always a good reminder, uh, if you haven't been there for a year or two or to, to kind of be like, holy cow, you know, they're these, these teams that, that are at the top, they're at the top for a reason. And. Uh, for a program like us that are that it's still growing, still still wanting to get there, um, you know, it's it's a it's a good benchmark to see where you're at and where you want to get to, and, and the things that we still need to to improve on. So, I know as a staff, we 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 took those notes and took those lessons, and, and I and I and I know that the players did. Um, so it, it was it was a great experience for for our guys, and and I was just happy that we were able to pull something off like that for not just our student athletes, but for, for the other student athletes in the league, um, that those teams that were able to play, you know, um, so some of those, some of those kids were, would have been seniors and would never have had the opportunity to, to play, uh, their, you know, to end their, to end their careers the, the right way. So, um, it was a great experience and, and, and a learning opportunity for, for everyone involved. Coach, when you, uh, for those that are uninitiated, uh, that uh, will sit would sit down and, and, and watch you guys play for the first time, uh, what what would we expect? What would we see? What kind of style would we see 
um, from your team and, uh, and and what kind of game uh, do you expect from your own team? Wow, that's a great question. Hmm. Put me on the spot like that. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, I think uh, when, when you see our team, um, you know, and, and this isn't knocking my group. No, of course um, not. You, you, we, we, if, I think you would see a team that's, that's, that's talented, that's, that's skilled, uh, that has the tools to, to do something special. It, it's a good hockey team. Um, but, but they, they still, as a group, as individuals, um, they, they still need to make the decision um, uh, internally uh, as, as individuals and as a group um, if they want to be a great team. Um, and, I, and I don't say that to, to knock them. I, I love my group. It's, it's a great group of guys. They're, they're great young men. Um, I love spending time with them. Um, and I love coaching them. Um, I consider myself the, the luckiest person alive to, to be able to do what I do. Um, but from a, from a realistic standpoint, as a, as a top fifteen team, you know, do you want to be top fifteen or do you want to be top ten and, and top five, top ten, and, and to make a run? And those teams that want to make a run, um, they don't switch it on and, and switch it off. They they don't play on the perimeter. Um, they play the right way. They play high probability hockey. Um, uh, they, they're they're not scared to get in the dirty areas. They're highly transitional. Um, and, and, the, and that, and that part of the, that game, we, we can do well. Um, and, and we've, and we've seen our, in our, we've seen our group do it well. Um, but maybe not as consistently as, as maybe we wanted to this, this season. And, um, you know, certainly not as consistent, uh, you know, as we've liked the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, I think that's a, that's a, kind of a, a, a long answer to your question, but, um, you know, we're, you, you, I think anyone that would look at our group would say that's, that's a good hockey team over there. They do a lot of things well, um, but maybe their coach that's standing behind the bench might say, well, they can do a couple things better too. Am, um, am I watching I, any, uh, an aggressive uh, Edmonton oiler kind of approach to the game or am I watching a, uh, Left wing lock, sort of New Jersey Devils, uh, near you know, winning Stanley Cups, sort of. We want to shut you down, and we'll we'll score what we have to. Yeah, well, I'll, how I like to play, and I think how you know good teams play now in our league, uh, you know, is a little bit of like the Calgary Flames and um, you know that type of of hockey, and I and I of just playing hard and playing the right way. Um, that that's the right brand of hockey, in my opinion. And I think sometimes our group, um, you know, plays more of a more of a Patty Kane, more of a uh, an Oilers kind of perimeter game. And and I think um, you know you can win regular season games that way. Right. Uh, but if you want to win a, a national tournament, um, or you know, in this, if you want to win a Stanley Cup, you got to be able to to play a a big boys game. And that's why, you know, Tampa has been able to do that. They've been, that's why they went away kind of from that high flying to more of a, a rough game. You know, when they lost four straight to Columbus a couple of years ago, they had this awakening saying, okay, this isn't working anymore. Um, so that's why you see like the Knights have some success and you see, you know, Calgary having success this year 
um, and, and the Blues winning it in 2019. Like I, I don't, I don't really know if there's another way to say it more simply. It's just like it's the right way to play the game. Um, and I know that it, it's a hard way to play, but uh, if you want to win, you got to play that way. So um, that's that's the that's the that's the way my brain sees it as a coach. Um, kind of more uh, of that brand of hockey, that hard nose hockey, uh, that two hundred foot hockey, and um, I think uh, I think those are the teams that go a long way in, in national tournaments. So um, you know, it's but it, but it's a pro- it's a process. You know, um, we're we're a, we're a much better team than we were two years ago. We're a much better team than we were last year, and we're we're a better team than we were when we started out the season. So. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're happy to be able to, to say that we're a national tournament team again. Um, now it's just, to, now it's about, um, fine tuning some things in the next couple of weeks to, to put our best foot forward and, um, and go from there. John, I, I want to ask you this because I've known you now for what, seven years or whatever, when your, your days back at, at Arizona and, uh, the first, a comment and a compliment. You are a heck of a coach right now. You're talking coach. Uh, I can see it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I could see it when you were playing at Arizona. But now that you've had just a few years as a head coach, are there a lot of differences that you're seeing now versus what you saw as a player? Um, yeah, maybe that would be a better question for Chad uh, at Arizona. <laughs> um <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I uh, when I was younger, I kind of all like I wasn't. A, I think everyone jokes about it, um, and I don't even joke about it. Like I wasn't a great skater, um, so I had to kind of think my way uh, through a hockey game. I had to, um, you know, I knew I was probably going to get out skated, so I need to um, out tactically uh, do my do my opponent. So I think from an early an early on uh, in my career, I just kind of thought the game or tried to think the game at more of a higher level because I had I don't have I didn't have a choice um so and, and let so me be, interrupt you let me interrupt you on this because you guys had the best cycles one of the best cycles I've ever seen in ACHA hockey I mean between you and Toppy and I don't remember who else is with you on that on that forward line but man oh man talk about thinking your way through you could cycle the puck with the best of them yeah, like uh, you know, everyone joked around. It was the Sedin brothers out there. So, exactly. um, I, 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 and it was Dylan Carter. We had a nice line there for Dylan. A year that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, um, you know, and and so for for me, that that was just always my my game because I because I didn't have a choice. And um, I remember going through college thinking to myself uh, like it'd be really fun to coach. You know, I, I like thinking the game. I, I like seeing what different uh, packages and, and what, what other teams are going to throw against you and things of that nature and just the structure behind the game. Um, and, I, and I always remember, you know, telling my brother, um, you know, and try to motivating him because Toppy was a game changer. Like, again, he was, a you know, an All-American and remember, like, trying to motivate him and he would look at me and was like, well, why don't you go do it? And I, and I just, I just <laughs> point out, I just... I just like because I can't, but you can. Like you can take over a game. I can't. Um, I don't have that ability. So, like, kind of that motivation and that tactical kind of strategical mindset. I just kind of uh, fell in love with as as a player going through college, and then um, you know when I started working with Chad a little bit at Arizona, I just really fell in love with it. And this this Arizona thing came came 
uh, calling along. So, um, yeah, I would say probably when I was 12, I knew that like, you know what, I'm probably not going to be in the NHL, but it'd be fun to coach one day. That's just kind of how my brain thinks. So, um, it's, it's been a lot of fun and, um, you know, I, I don't know everything. I tell my players all the time. I'm the first one to say if I screw up and, um, because, uh, I need to be a mirror for them, but, I, but I'll also be a, a mirror, uh, the other way around if, if I do things wrong. So, um, you gotta have, uh, you gotta hold your players accountable, but you gotta hold yourself accountable. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a trial by fire learning on the fly, but I think that's kind of the, one of the more fun things about it of just learning and growing and um any coach that thinks that they know everything or they don't think they need to learn anything more um you know other people are going to pass them up and uh you're not going to be the best for your players so uh i'll continue to grow and learn as as a coach and as a as a as a person and uh you know i expect my players to, to do the same coach when you when you first started right if 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 uh, just from my own personal knowledge, right? it's like a whirlwind, right? You're like, you you overthink everything. And, and and I would assume at this point, you're a few years in, it's a little bit more settled at this point. Yeah, I, I, I guess it would depend on the day, and it would probably depend who you ask, you know. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think early on, you know, you're, you want to give the – uh, perception and maybe the facade that you know everything because you're uh, maybe some insecurities are coming out and you don't even trust yourself. So it's like, man, I'm not even trusting myself. Then why would my players trust me? Um, but after a little bit, you know, you, you just have to be secure in your own, in your own body and you have to be, and you have to have some confidence and understanding like, you know what, I'm doing my best. Um, I'm learning, I'm growing um, and I'm going to, when I go to bed at night, I know that I prepared, I did everything that I could today, um, to be the best version of myself. And, um, I think after a little bit that, um, that, that understanding and maybe, uh, not overthinking things kind of comes, uh, you know, becomes more normal. So, um, I'm the, you know, I'm the first to say like, you know, as a young coach, you're, you're trying to be a go getter and, you know, prove to everyone that you know what you're talking about. But after a little bit, it's like, man, that's just a facade. Like you're, you're not fooling anyone, <laughs> you know, just, just yeah. be yourself. And, um, you know, if you don't know things, ask questions. And, um, when you screw up, you know, accept them and move on from them, learn from them. Um, and, and, and just, and just work your bag off and, 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 uh, and to be there for, for your student athletes, be there for your players and, and, and know that, um, if you're going to ask everything from that, from them, if you're going to ask for their best effort, then as a coach, you need to make sure that you're putting, putting your best effort out there. So, um, it's kind of that two way street. Um, but it's a, it's a continual growth mindset. It's a, it's a continual, uh, <laughs> learning, uh, journey. Um, so that, that's, um, you know, man, I, I wish I knew everything I did four years ago that I do now. And I'm sure I would say, and I'm sure I'll say the same thing four years from now too. So, um, you just, you just got to continue to grow. Okay. Final ones for me, coach. Uh, we're going to branch off from Maryville for a minute. Uh, when you heard the news in December that, uh, your alma mater, the university of Arizona was going to get their own facility. Uh, how proud of, uh, were you to say you're a, a wildcat? 
Well, I might have known before December, but um, <laughs> no. okay, when that became public, how about that? <laughs> um, you know, it's for for all the work that Chad's put in out there and uh, the the tireless nights and and those things. It uh, one, I'm just happy for him um, and and how th- this will just exponentially change his program and the work that he's put in because. Um, you know, being in it with him, um, not, not, you know, all the way deep in with him. Um, but, but sure being in the weeds with him for a year, I I know what goes into running that program. I know what goes into the things that, that he has to do and drive up to Gilbert and all that kind of stuff and, and work around the TCC to, to be able to say that you have your own, your own, you know, hundred million dollar facility. And, uh, for two, you know, for Tucson, it's just, um, you know, I, I, I hope they got it uh, the next two years. It, it gets done and uh, there's a shovel in the ground before we know it. And, you know, in two years it, it's built and it's ready to go. I think it's going to be great for Chad. It's going to be great for that program and, and uh, for Wildcat hockey. And, um, you know, maybe more importantly, it's going to be great for Tucson and, and the growth of hockey and um, in the desert Southwest, which um, I know that you're a, <laughs> a big fan of and, and just growth and, um, you know, uh, it, it's just, it's just great. Like there, there's just no other way around it. I know they've been talking about it for 30 years about having an ice rink in Tucson of it being like the biggest municipality without a hockey rink in the United States. So um, it's a long time coming. And, um, you know, as an alum um, wanting that team to be successful, um, maybe not as successful as Maryville, but still successful. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's uh happy for Chad and happy for everyone that's going to be able to to use it and to to benefit from it. All right, final one for me, and I don't know if Paul's got another one or not, but uh, sell us on St. Louis. You sold me on St. Louis last year. I enjoyed my time there. I'm coming there. You might force me to come two days or a day earlier. I was planning on March 9th, but maybe I got to go March 8th now to see that Liberty Maryville game, but sell everybody on just how great this tournament's going to be at Centene and, and the overflow, if you will, at your place. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if uh, if anyone listening has been to the the Centene Ice Center, but uh, you know what what our community was able to do out there with the with the Blues and and everyone involved. You know, it's over eighty million dollars was spent on the facility. It's it's top notch and. It's going to be a great event for 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 St. Louis and and for the ECHA, and there will be some overflow at the at the Maryville University Hockey Center. So we're we're glad that we can help host the tournament. Uh, but but I know the ECHA it has over four hundred teams, and you're trying to make everyone happy. And you know I know some people want you know didn't like the tournament being in Frisco, and people don't like it in Boston. But uh, you know you can't get more centrally located than St. Louis. Um, so I, I'm just glad that we're able to, to help host a, a tournament that, that makes a lot of sense for a lot of different teams um, and, and to be able to put on a show and uh, the, the caliber and, and the, the amenities that we'll be able to give our uh, the student athletes and the, the 72 teams that are coming in. It's, it's, it's exciting for me as a, as a proud St. Louisan, um, but it's also uh, it makes me proud uh, for the ACJ and the, the experience that we're going to be able to give our student athletes. And that's, uh, that's what's most important. All right, coach here. Here's that last question that Scott was referring to. It's, it's also St. Louis based. Um, have you seen it yet? 
at least in terms of how it's affecting your program, uh, the aftermath of uh, the Blues lifting that big, giant, silver, beautiful thing at the end of the season? A hundred percent. And I don't think anyone really expected or could have um, really um, would have guessed the the exponential impact it, it had on and the growth of hockey in St. Louis. I mean, um, you know, when you, when you see some of these different sports teams win, you know, you don't really know the, the, the importance, um, or the magnitude of it. You know, for example, like the Atlanta Braves winning last year, like you don't really know unless you're truly in the city of Atlanta. Um, and you know, so, you know, you look back and what St. Louis, what it, what it did for the city and the parade and, I mean, just the exponential growth and, you know, in, you know, 12 months from that happening, you know, our rink opened up and 12, you know, and the Centenai Center, you know, four other sheets of ice opened up. Um, and yeah, you have all these kids that are like, you know what, I want to, you know, I saw Petrangelo lift the trophy. I want to, you know, go play hockey and the Blues trying to do a lot to, to try to energize the, the, uh, the youth and, and, and try to give a, um, an inclusive environment to, to play our game. Like, it, I mean, over a, a two-year span, I mean, it, ex, it has exploded. Um, and, and it's just fun to be able to be a part of that, that community in St. Louis and, and to be a part of it because, you know, we, we play at a two-sheet facility at our, at our, at our, at our complex. And to, to see all the, the growth, um, you know, between the ages of 6 and 10, um, it, it, it's, it's awesome. You know, there's just no other way around it. And to see the, the kids get out there, not, not because, you know, they're going to go play college one day or they're going to lift a Stanley cup. They're just getting out there because they're, they're 10 years old and they love the game. Like that's, that's uh, that's pretty cool to see and to be a part of. And, um, I would be an idiot not to say, uh, that the blues winning, you know, had it, you know, didn't have anything to be a part of it. I, the, them winning the, the Stanley cup was, um, exponential for, for hockey in St. Louis. And it's, and it's been fun to see. And um, hopefully programs like ourselves and, and others in the ACHA, if that's Lindenwood and, and continue to grow the game um, at the higher levels, hopefully that continues to help uh, the growth at the, at the grassroots. John, thanks for your time. I know you got uh, film to watch and coming off a big win and congratulations on clinching that uh, national tournament berth. I know that's a big thing for you. And, I will see you very soon, my friend, uh, about three weeks or so. Yep, absolutely. So thanks for having me, guys. And, um, you know, uh, here's to the, the, the rest of the season. And, and like I said, I, I enjoy being with you guys. And let me know if, uh, if I can ever join you guys again. Absolutely. That's, on, coach. that's John Hogan from the Maryville Saints, the head coach and the team that has clinched a spot in the national tournament. There's only 20 of those spots, folks. So to have one right now, that's a good thing. Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. 
team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado, where it's snowing. Um, I'm trading in my summer skates for a couple of days for a pair of uh, Nice winter boots that are warm and dry. Um, Paul Hornstein, my guest host tonight, filling in for Stephen Marsh, who's uh, on assignment, we'll say, watching the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche uh, with the uh, return, I guess we can say, of Jack Eichel or maybe the debut of Jack Eichel as a Golden Knight. Um, Paul, first of all, your thoughts on uh, what you heard from John Hogan tonight? Well, I love the the the, the honesty. I love the... The, you know, helping the uninitiated, such as myself, who, you know, it's hard enough to watch the games I have to watch uh, on a regular basis. Um, I know you get more of a chance to see uh, those teams than I do. Um, But I appreciate, you know, not every coach will come on here and say, oh, we have to do this better, we have to do that better, and um, you know, he's, he's got a young program. So, I mean, if, you know, just in case people don't understand that their program is what, four or five years old at the most. Not even that. I think this yeah. is year three. So, um, 
you know, I think when you consider where that they're they're only a few years old, you know, that they're already battling for spots in the national tournament and 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 getting them and and uh, able to beat or compete with with the teams that are what's the word I'm looking at the kind of the legacy teams at the ACHA level uh, the 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 Adrians the Liberties the Lindenwoods the Minots the the Adrians uh, the schools that even you know if you're any kind of a hockey fan at all you know uh, central Oklahoma uh, those kind of teams uh, that you know, do well on a regular basis and and are the historic programs for lack of a better term I don't know if that's the word you want to use maybe traditional programs um, but they're already competing with those teams and that's a tremendous tremendous job yeah I totally agree with you and you know one of the things well two things I knew when I first met John that he had what it takes to be a coach. And he was way mature beyond his age uh, when he was playing at the University of Arizona. But to, to watch what he's done in such a short period of time, I, I'm just so impressed. And, uh, and then to see that his program, when he said, you know, I think we have to move on to another conference, and they are next year because we need to play a tougher schedule. I mean, who, who says that? <laughs> we we want to play a tougher schedule? I mean, it's uh, – but, yeah, he knows what it's going to take to – to, to get a, a a program, a national championship. So kudos to him for making that move. That couldn't have been easy uh, to leave one conference into another, and then the one that he's entering is uh, is really, really good. Well, I mean, like I said, you're talking about uh, the schools that are basically those traditional kind of teams. I mean, you're talking about the same league that uh, has uh, Iowa State, that has uh, Illinois that has Ohio, right? Um, and Lindenwood. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Um, if they're still there. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, uh, I left it out for a reason. I mean, not that I know anything, um, but, you know. Um, you know, so you're, you're, you're going into a league that, that you know, maybe you're, you're going to take a step back record-wise. Because you're going to play a tougher conference schedule, um, and maybe not make the 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 postseason as easily. But if you're going to, as the expression goes, if you're going to be the best, you have to beat the best. Yeah, that's 100 percent correct. Uh, before we go tonight, I think it's important, and, and I'll say this too: I, I don't want to be the team that has to face Maryville in the opening round, no matter where you're seated. I just think that they're uh, they're a team that can actually uh, do some damage to you if you're not careful. So oh. right now, I will uh, I will say that there are some teams that have qualified with auto bids by winning their conference, and the first one, Paul, you're going to love. Uh, the Eastern Collegiate Hockey Association champion is the U.S. Naval Academy. Yeah, right? Yeah, well, listen, good <laughs> for them, right? I mean, um, you know, they have the distinction, of course, as we know, of uh, being the uh, service academy without a varsity team, but um, they've been consistently good for a while. 
Exactly. And then the uh, Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League is won by Adrian. No surprise there that Adrian's no. going back to the tournament. Um, Midwest College Hockey is the league that Maryville uh, just clinched and got their spot in the tournament. That's the one that they are um, going to be leaving. Mm-hmm. The uh, Northeast Collegiate Hockey League, Niagara's got that one. So they're going into the tournament for sure. And, of course, the WCHL, the Western Collegiate Hockey League, right here in our own backyard, the University of Central Oklahoma has clinched that spot. So that leaves the uh, WHAC, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, and uh, let's see, the ESCHL, so the Eastern States Collegiate Hockey League, and the College Hockey Mid-America to determine their champions and auto bids they will do it through the playoff series. So, By the way, uh, wasn't this supposed to be a quote-unquote down year for Central Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there ever such a thing as a down year for Central Oklahoma? I'm just oh, saying. Oh, goodness. Mean, all I heard, you know, I mean, some of what I get uh, about the ACHA and things is kind of through osmosis and talking to you, but and, and, and some of the interviews that you and Steven do, uh, the, the, they were supposed to be quote a, a, a down year. Um, okay, I'll, I'll take twenty six and four as a down year any day of the week. Well, and they're coming off of COVID like everybody else, but they did right. it with a new coach uh, and a young coach, and uh, he was a former player and uh, was the guy that they tabbed to take over uh, when Craig uh, wasn't able to to, uh, to do it anymore. Somebody and yeah, so you know it worked out well, and and I think anybody that that thought they were going to have a down year just wasn't looking close enough because um, they they uh, played well all season long. You don't get twenty six wins against four losses if you're uh, if you're not doing something right, and they play in a pretty tough league as we know with the Western Collegiate Hockey League. So, uh, congratulations to all the teams that have clinched berths. As uh, John said, next weekend, next Sunday, they'll. Uh, put the final pairing together for uh, not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. Uh, they'll put the entire group together, I believe, for um, who's going to be in the in the tournament. So we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to covering it. And I just think it's really cool that they're going to play Liberty <laughs> in a little pre-tournament warm-up, if you will. I mean, that is two crafty coaches and Kirk Handy and, and John Hogan for being able to put that together and realizing what that would mean to their teams. Yep. Well, Listen, uh, you know, if you can get a game like that in, um, that's not going to cost you uh, any uh, any seating in the in, in the tournament. Good for them. Yeah, it'll all be determined by then. So it's yep. just uh, it's just a warm up game. Well, which, warm-up, uh... no, but uh, <laughs> I, I promise you, it's not it's not going to be played that way. Uh, no, I, I didn't mean anything derogatory towards that. I'm just saying that. It's a game that is is set on the schedule to prepare them for uh, the tournament play. Right, and you have um, uh, you have the D two regionals coming up. Yes, we do. Right here in uh, my backyard, Westminster, Colorado. They say Boulder. I think CU is probably the the host uh, of it. I haven't really checked that deeply, but. Uh, there's some really good teams playing in that as well. Uh, UCLA, I'm going to get a chance to see them, I hope. Uh, Arizona State's D2 program has made it into the regional tournament. Two teams from Texas, so I know our, our guy Tanner is uh, thrilled about to see that. 
And, of course, the Oregon Ducks. The one that I'm most disappointed about not in there, Paul, is San Diego State because I thought maybe San Diego State and Oregon uh, would, would give me a really good look at what they have. Well, I just look at the record, and it's 10-4-1. Maybe they just didn't play enough games. Entirely possible. Or maybe they just lost in the uh, in the approach of getting there because they had to play a little bit to get in, too, and it could have just been a bad weekend. Yeah, could have been. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to find out. And don't forget the uh, women's uh, Division One conference tournaments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are, are coming up uh, as well, I believe. Um, Arizona State hosting the WWCHL Conference Tournament this weekend. Yeah, good luck uh, to Lindsey Ellis and company, and we wish them the best of luck. And and that know, holds an auto bid too, Paul. The winner yeah, of that gets the auto bid. I know. So, uh, you know, looking looking forward to at least uh, keeping tabs on what goes on there. So, um, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know. Uh, it's a lot of teams to keep up with. What did he say? Four seventy teams coming in for. Uh, yeah, I believe seventy-two is the total. Yeah, it's going to oh. be crazy. But if anybody can pull it off, let me tell you, St. Louis can. They pulled it off with uh, a lot less teams, but still they were under COVID restrictions like crazy last year, and uh, did a fantastic job of getting the tournament played. Yeah. So. Um... You know, so we look forward to that. And, and just a, a little side note here that has nothing to do with any team in particular, but um, if you're a guy like, or, or a gal like me that uh, likes uh, keeping tabs on jerseys, et cetera, uh, if you haven't done so, make it your business. you got a few minutes one day to kind of go through uh, some of the jerseys that they – wear at the ACHA level. Yeah, they're the, great. They are amongst they're great. as good as anything you will find anywhere. Yes, they are. Jog Sports, uh, that is a big throw out to you. Uh, you guys are the ones that prepare the uh, jerseys for them and um, J-O-G Sports, I call them Jog, but J-O-G Sports. Um, so, yeah, big shout out there. Yes, they have some great uniforms. They do a great job. And, Paul, I can't tell you how impressed I've been with the uh, the teams in the ACHA over the last seven years because I'll be honest, after ASU won the uh, national championship and I looked into it, I'm going like, wow, some of these teams just don't belong. And they have completely turned it around. And, and now they not only look good on the ice and play well on the ice, but they look good and they act uh, like an NCAA program off the ice. Yeah, well, that's, that's what you want to do, right? I mean uh... – you still need the support of the university in some way, shape, or form, no matter what level you're at. And you're not going to get it if you embarrass them. So, yep, that is for sure. One other thing I want to throw in about. I was going to say, if you want people to take your program seriously, you have to act that way. Yeah, indeed. And one thing with the M2 program, and I, sh- I should get used to saying that now. I got rid of the club part. It's not D1 and D2 anymore. It's M1 and M2. Uh, the M2 program, BYU uh, apparently is playing in their last uh, M2 uh, national tournament or regional tournament uh, when they play here at Westminster because they will not be an official school program next yeah, year, I- which is which is sad as all get out. 
Yeah, and and, and kind of weird when I saw that. Um, I, it doesn't really say why. Um, but you know, I I know that uh, they have people trying to change that, uh, and we'll see. And it's also weird when you know. Every once in a while, when that expansion stuff talks, they, they always talk about BYU as as a team that could easily field a, an NCAA program. But I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a long ways to go right now. When you when you're going from an M two team that's not even sanctioned by the school, uh, it's going to be a long time before you get NCAA action. But uh, who knows? We'll see. I mean, things have changed so much dramatically over the last three to four years that. I can't believe it because uh, I told you many times there was a long time that teams in the ACHA, it was taboo to say you aspired to be an NCAA team. And now everybody seems to say, yep, that's what we want to do. We want to be an NCAA team. I'm all for it. Let's go. Bring it on. All right. We'll say goodnight. Uh, I don't know if you've got the read there. You should because you write it. I write <laughs> but... it. Yeah, I, I, I don't read it all the time. I, I, when I printed this out, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I wrote that. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> and I will say Stephen Marsh is, is probably having the time of his life because what a hockey game already, uh, 8.45 to go in the first period, and uh, it's everything you would expect from Colorado and Vegas. They are flying up and down the ice. Jack Eichel's taking some hits. He's been to the penalty box. Um, so things are uh, about as normal as you would expect. Which means not at all. <laughs> exactly. All from right, take it away, skates, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast is brought to you by University of Arizona, ACHA M1 Hockey, a rich history, past, nice. and future. Uh, by Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game and style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, no one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, M1 Hockey, uh, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost. Look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Drury Inn and Suites. Our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. And by Burrito Express. Authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app, ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And we will say a uh, hearty good night and uh, tell everybody to tune in Sunday night for another great college hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show to NCAA hockey, great NCAA action, and some great uh, ACHA action coming up this week too so uh, we'll bring it all to you that's what we do at ITHSW podcast now the college quad pod of hockey podcasts 
Good night, everybody. Good night.